0: He hated these exhibitions, but he spoke sympathetically. I can't die, stammered Wyatt. It, it, it mustn't be. You will find, ultimately, that you can die, said Dr. Holling. We all shall. If you will persist in working yourself up into this condition of shivering coward, of nervous panic, you will die rather sooner, or possibly very much sooner than you otherwise would. Come, man. You may have another ten or a dozen years, if you'll avoid every kind of stress. You're wealthy, have no ambitions, have no hard work, are not passionately attached to anybody. It is highly unlikely that the stress will come upon you from the outside. Take care that it does not come from yourself. You're right, you're right. I shall pull myself together, he said, but he still spoke excitedly. I I only gave way for the moment, ten or a dozen years at the least, with absolute moderation, quiet living, self-restraint and so on. Who knows that it might not be a score of years? The doctor looked at him curiously and said nothing. There, you see, I'm all right. I've faced the situation. And now, tell me exactly what's the matter with me. Heart, said the doctor laconically. ''I know that,'' Wyatt said irritably. ''I want to know the name of the disease and if there's any complication.'' ''Well, I shan't tell you. You'd try to look yourself up in your old editions of Robert's Theory and Practice of Medicine, and you'd find something more or less like yourself, and it wouldn't do you any good. Some doctors would have told me.'' ''Hang it, then go and ask them,'' said Dr. Holling quite quietly whomever else I meet in consultation is quite certain I won't meet my own patient. Of course not, I only mentioned it. I'm not silly enough to go to any other doctor, never dreamed of it. Of course, I know very well that you're not the first man on heart. I'm not so ignorant of medicine as you suppose. Ah, said the doctor cheerfully, I wish you were twice as ignorant, or else knew a thousand times as much as you do luncheon was announced. The doctor rose smiling. Poor Wyatt did what he could during luncheon to shake off the heavy depression that weighed on him, but he did not make much of a host. He could only talk of his own illness and speculate on what death really was. On these subjects, Dr Holling had little to say, but he spoke of the rising value of land in the neighbourhood, and Wyatt was a landlord. Wyatt heard with a wretchedly simulated cheerfulness on his sad-eyed, sallow face. What would it profit him, though he gained the whole world? Wyatt had been in his day the brightest and best of companions, but when a man's material heart within him has taken on autumnal tints, the man's spirits droop also. Both, the doctor knew, were symptomatic. And he, who knew this, and had known the old Wyatt, was patient. But when he was being driven away from the great White House, he became very sad. That afternoon, Wyatt sat crouching in his big easy chair in his library, alone. It was a hot day, but he had a shawl wrapped round his feet. Latterly, his feet had been always cold, as though already they felt the chill of wet earth. There was a pile of books on the table beside him and on the floor. He turned avidly and restlessly from one to the other. There were comforting books of religion. There were terrifying books of religion. There were works of metaphysics. There were blasphemous diatribes. There was science conscious of its limitations. Now he would take for company some drunken tinker, jeering at the notion of a hereafter, repelling by its brutal ignorance but appealing by its complete self-confidence. And now again he would hear the calm voice of science. There are beautiful stories, but I dare not tell you that they are true. In some places where it has been possible to test them, I have tested and found that they were not true. As to the rest, these stories seem more beautiful than probable. I still wait for verification or disproof, not with folded hands, but working at other things. He had always feared death, and now for many long days and nights he had busied himself in this futile search for something certain about it. He had heard a hundred.